Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the February 7th episode of the bull bear banter. Cheyenne is with me today and will be giving us an update on the grain markets. Cheyenne? March corn closed up four and a quarter cent at 383 and a half, and that was up two cents for the week. December corn closed up four and a quarter as well at 394, and that was up three and a quarter cent from last Friday's close. Looking at soybeans, March closed up a penny at 882, and that was actually up nine and a half cents for the week on week. November soybeans closed down a penny and a half at 918 and a half, and that was up six and a quarter cent from last Friday's close. Well, Cheyenne, I think there are a lot of news stories this week. Coronavirus continues to rage now with more than 28,000 confirmed cases and more than 560 deaths, which now include deaths in Hong Kong and the Philippines. We're hearing more about avian influenza in China. This is the highly pathogenic strain H5N1 that can infect humans, although there aren't any cases of that yet. South American harvest is underway, and it looks to be a record large in many areas. But what I want to highlight as the big story this week is the final installment of the market facilitation payment being made this week. 50% was paid initially, and the next 25% was paid out last year. With this final 25%, the USDA is also indicating that farmers should not expect any MFP payments for 2020, especially in light of the recent signing of the Phase 1 agreement. I also continue to hear from farmers that are concerned about the price of soybeans in particular and how low the prices have gotten. They are wondering if there is anything that can turn the prices around in the next couple of months. Personally, I don't see anything on the horizon that gives me hope. As I just mentioned, the supply side of the news is and will continue to be focused on a large crop in South America, which will not be good for U.S. prices. The demand side will continue to be dominated by coronavirus and bird flu, as well as lingering concerns about African swine fever. So I don't expect a big surge in demand in the next 30 to 60 days. So now let's combine those two thoughts. Soybean prices are low and will likely remain low. The USDA has provided the last installment of MFP money. That money was designed to help farmers market their grain at low prices. It seems like a lot of people are not connecting those two dots. Please don't just assume that the market has to pay a price at or above your break-even. Put that extra income in the column for grain receipts and then evaluate how things look. It may not get you all the way to where you would like to be, but it should be a whole lot closer than if you don't consider the MFP payment this way. Okay, let's go on to the bull bear factors. Well, on the bull side for corn, ethanol production jumped last week to 318 million gallons. This was somewhat unexpected given the previous week was 303 million and crude oil values have been under pressure and are moving closer to $50 per barrel. The other part of the EIA report showed ethanol stocks declining below the 1 billion gallon mark and they're now at 986 million. This is very similar number to this time last year and in 2018. U.S. corn export prices continue to be the lowest in the world and are currently that way through April. Hopefully this will begin to positively impact export sales and inspections. So on the bear factors, as you mentioned earlier, Cheyenne, crude oil has fallen hard the past few weeks. I took a look at the March crude oil chart, which shows a high on January 8th, just over $65, and then bottoming out this week, just above $49. That's a drop of more than 20%. It's interesting that both of these numbers represent a one-year mark. $65.40 was a one-year high, $49.31 is a one-year low. We continue to hear talk of the OPEC nations trying to reduce production. That always seems to be harder to do than to say. 
We've seen cancellation of international flights, reduced travel in general due to coronavirus, and both of those have really pushed demand for crude oil lower. Some analysts believe that China will use anywhere from 1 to 3 million less barrels per day. Keep in mind there are 42 gallons in a barrel, so that's somewhere between 42 and 126 million gallons per day of reduced consumption. This is probably the biggest factor impacting corn prices right now. Corn exports continue to lag both last year's pace and the pace needed to hit the USDA estimate for the year. Last week was reported at 22.14 million bushels. That's down from the previous week's number of 48.6. South American corn crop appears to be a concern as well. Right now it looks like we'll see more acres planted in Brazil compared to last year, and that Argentinian crop looks to be pretty good too. That avian influenza will also reduce demand, and we'll just have to wait and see how big this becomes. Looking at soybeans on the bull side, soybean exports continue to be impressive compared to last year. The cumulative number of 927 million bushels is beating last year at this time by 180 million bushels. So even though we hear that South American values are cheaper than the U.S., we're still shipping beans into export channels. More than 40% of last week's loadings went to China. The number two destination last week was the Netherlands, but from there we'll go to several countries. Another positive for soybeans is U.S. crush. We'll see updated numbers on February 18th. On the bear side, I took a look at the March soybean futures chart, and on January 2nd, we hit a recent high of $9.61. Now compare that to the number Cheyenne gave us earlier for where we closed this week. That chart is just plain ugly. As I mentioned earlier, I really see no reason for a strong rebound in the next couple of months. We might bounce a little, but no major run-up anytime soon. If we don't see some sort of a weather issue somewhere in the world, we could be talking about even larger than normal world-ending stocks. With new crop cash values below 850 already, I have to wonder just how much lower those values will go. I heard someone earlier this week speculating that new crop cash prices could start with a 7 if this continues. I certainly hope not. On our what to watch for in upcoming events, we continue to see quite a bit of interest in the averaging contracts for 2020. The deadline for sign-up is in a few weeks, so you still have some time to learn about this contract, so make sure to contact your local GMA. Our Women in Ag event, Ventures, is just over a week away. This is going to be on Saturday, February 15th in Ankeny. We've got quite a few people registered already, and we hope all the women in our audience strongly consider attending this annual event. Monday, February 15th is President's Day. The Chicago Board of Trade and CME will be closed that day. February 20th and 21st is the USDA Agricultural Outlook Forum. This is when the USDA economists give their best estimates on a number of forward-looking data. Many in the trade will look at this data closely, as will we. So why does this all matter? This week we've heard and seen more about grain quality issues than normal. We've seen some YouTube videos that make us concerned for the safety of the individuals involved. If you're having issues with grain quality, whether it's grain hung up on the side of a bin or a crust that is formed on the top, please take a few minutes and check the internet for safe ways to handle this, these issues. And as we mentioned last week, we now have free price later open in many of our locations. We'd much rather have you bring it in now than have a bigger problem on both of our hands later. Just let us know how we can help. We know that prices are not where anyone would like them to be right now. However, we'd like to encourage you to take a serious look and decide if and when you need to make some sales. Perhaps there will be an event to turn things around and drive prices higher. But until then, it may be better to make a small sale now than to wait for a home run and take less on everything later. I think that kind of wraps it up for this week. In conclusion, we appreciate you joining us for the Bull Bear Banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send us a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. 
Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening, and we'll both be back next week. Music